0: Good afternoon, Julian Campbell here and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program we'll have a look at our Harvard Business Review tip and uh, this particular one is three ways to keep your brain in shape and because uh, Christina's not with us today we'll spend a, a little bit of time giving you some tips on getting your prices right. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Kimberly Claire campbell who's a digital advisor. We're going to talk about solutions for your digital challenges. Good afternoon, Kimberly. Hi, Julian. Thank you for joining us today. So um, the face of business has changed rapidly over the past few years as a result of the internet and social media. What effect has it had on small businesses in the Hunter? A recent
1: survey of small businesses has shown that Throughout the Hunter Valley and on the Central Coast over the next 10 years, small businesses could be missing out on about $50,000 each oh. in lost profitability, which is huge. Mm. So some of the areas that are causing challenges, as we know, um, high-speed internet access. But the main challenges the survey picked up was a lack of digital expertise within the business and also a lack of digital support so unbiased support for those business owners
0: so what sort of problems have you seen
1: the the australian bureau of statistics announced recently that over 50 percent of small businesses don't have an online presence so no website and no social media so that's a huge thing for as people are now grabbing their mobile devices and getting online and researching what they're interested in for business purchases. So getting um, a website is a huge thing, but making it an interactive effort. So keeping it up to date, um, adding content regularly.
0: So is Google a good place to start to get information about building these?
1: Yes, actually, I was told the other day that Google is the first business advisor a business goes to, which I had to have a little chuckle about. the government, the federal government has just announced a new initiative offering support to small business owners to develop their digital capabilities and implement digital, digital strategies. Tongue twister there. Um, so initially a digital advisor will um, do a digital needs assessment in the business, see where the business is really strong and see where there needs to be education or support.
0: So so what sort of skills do you think businesses need to develop?
1: So if they've got a website, they need to be able to look at that website and make sure it's achieving its purpose. So these days with everybody acting so quickly and wanting instant rewards, You've got up to eight seconds to tell your visitor to your website exactly what you do. So you need to be really clear about the purpose of your website and that your message is getting across to your customers. Visuals are really important to help get that message across and consistency in the design and the visuals and the language that you use in your website creates a strong brand awareness for your customer as well you can also use your website as a data collection point so having incentives or freebies and getting people to sign up for them is a great way to build a database and of course a call to action what do you want your customer or potential customer to do when they're on your website purchase or take the next journey with your business. So a call to action is vital.
0: So you just made the comment about what you want your website to do and what you've talked about is probably typical of what we need to do on all websites. What about e-commerce websites?
1: So again, visuals, consistency, keeping up to date. Product photos are essential. And if you can have people in those photos, your customer is more likely to associate with that product and then want to make a purchase, they're seeing themselves with that. Um, and also product descriptions, a lot of people say to me, oh, I don't want to write too much about my product, people aren't interested. But you know yourself, when you're ready to make that purchase, the more information you can get when you're dealing with an online product, the more comfortable you feel about making that purchase and spending your money.
0: So. Um Obviously, we've mentioned that 50% of people don't even have a, or businesses don't even have an online presence. Uh, Some sort of a marketing strategy focusing in on the digital area would be important, wouldn't it?
1: Yes. So bringing what you do in the offline world and what you're doing online together to form a strategy, really crucial. So it's about planning your content, planning, what you're going to put on your website, how you're going to back that up through your social media channels, and having a cohesive approach instead of a shattered and scattered approach. So in these days, people worry about all this content that they have to create, but if you break it down, you can make yourself an online video very quickly and easily with your mobile phone, turn that video into a blog post and you can get services to actually write your copy for you then you can turn that into small social media posts. So you're repurposing that one piece of content through lots of channels.
0: And uh, there's obviously lots of software out there these days. Does software play a role in the digital marketing uh, strategies?
1: Yes, definitely. So not a not just for digital marketing so that you're tracking what you're doing and you're analyzing the results of the efforts that you put in but also about increasing the productivity of your team members, tracking your financials, tracking your sales funnels and all those kind of things. Software's great for doing that.
0: And I noticed today that PayPal has come out with uh, some reassurances on security of your uh, information online. Obviously, uh, we're getting more and more focused on security and data protection
1: yes and it's such an important thing to be aware of i'm amazed at how many businesses take a let's bury our head in the sand and hope nothing happens but in australia we've got some great uh privacy law the australian privacy act from 1988 covers clients and the use and protection of the data and i'm sure that you're your listeners have heard about the GDPR or the General Data Protection Regulation from the EU that came out this year and it's important to make sure that we're covered for that too just in case we have a European visitor. Even if you've got someone from Europe purchasing your product in Australia and you collect their data you now have to have compliance with the GDPR. So having that in plain English so that everybody can understand is pretty essential and the way businesses are tending to go now, which is great. So although with the Australian Data Protection, or sorry, the Data Data Privacy Act, uh, you don't have to comply unless your turnover is over $3 million, we do recommend that you do put something in place just so you're protected and you are aware. So thinking about what type of data you collect, from your clients and how it's used, even down to what third parties access that data. So if you're dealing with um, PayPal or some other shopping cart on your website, that's a third party collection point. Uh, and then same with Google Analytics. If you're tracking your clients on your website, that's another third party that has access to private data. So you need to be aware of that and, and handle that privacy with
0: consciousness. So uh, you mentioned earlier uh, a federal government initiative obviously it's going to be needed to get through all that you've mentioned um, mm-hmm. what sort of businesses can access that program?
1: So specifically for micro and small businesses with less than 20 employees uh, the business needs to have an, a current ABN or ACN and we're Specialising with people in the Newcastle area, the Hunter Valley, the whole of the Hunter Valley, Port Stephens and the Central Coast.
0: Great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Kimberly. We'll have a chat with you again another time.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you, Julian.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kimberly-Claire Campbell there with uh, some valuable information on solutions for your digital challenges. If you want to know more, you can go to the website, which is Hunter Valley Hub. Dot com dot au. That's huntervalleyhub.com.au and normally we'd pop over to Christina for a chat on innovation but as you heard last week she's over in America for a next couple of weeks and going to come back to us with uh, plenty of valuable information. So I thought we would have a look at a subject that uh, I find a lot of businesses, small businesses particularly, struggle with and that is their pricing. And when we come to dreaming, which is a good subject to come in with, we often dream we would like more money, but maybe our pricing strategies are not right. So let's have a think about or with a few tips about what we can do with our pricing. First of all, we need to be aware of the pricing band that uh, our particular business is focused on. So all businesses have a band, We need to know what that band is, and the the bottom of the band, of course, is uh, what you can charge and make a little bit of profit on. So what's costing you to produce your product or service, plus a little bit of profit. And the top of the band is what people are prepared to pay, remembering that when we're in business, we've got the solution to somebody's problem. So if we're solving their problems, people are prepared to pay for it, how much? are they prepared to pay that's the top of the band and then between that one and the and the bottom of the band is all the competition there'll be people that in the competition that are very low and people that are very high you really should be close to the top of the band and once you get to the bottom of the band and try to lift your prices it's very very hard so there's three pricing emotions that we need to overcome. The first pricing emotion is your own price resistance. Often we think in our minds, nobody will pay us that much, or this is Newcastle, the hunter, people won't pay those prices here. If we start to think that way, then we're right. People won't pay us that much. So the first pricing resistance is very, very important to overcome, and that is be comfortable with the prices that you are charging for. Then the second pricing resistance that we need to overcome is our customers' pricing resistance. And if customers say to us it's too expensive, how are we going to answer that particular question? Well, I think the answer comes into the way we present our products and services. Too many businesses, and particularly in the sales area, offer the features of the product or service. When in fact, if you look at it, people actually buy the benefit of the product or service and a lot of people in sales and even the larger organizations I see uh, people pushing the, the, the features of the product rather than the benefit of the product. It's a simple way of testing whether you're talking about a feature of a benefit because if you can say so what then you're stating a feature for example, you might say our lawn mowers are six inches wider than our competitors' lawn mowers. So what? When you buy lawn mowers from us, you can mow the lawn in half the time because they're six inches wider than our competitors. Or if you go into a, a, a computer shop and ask, uh, talk, start talking to a salesperson about a computer, they'll start talking in tetrabytes and gigabytes and gigahertz and all sorts of technology that you don't really understand when all they simply should say is what do you want the computer for if you want it to store a lot of photos then obviously you want a big hard disk and so they should focus on those features and then the final step that we've got to overcome with pricing is customer payment resistance. And you know, the sad, sad statistics tell us 25% of small businesses are going broke because they're not being paid by their customers. So we need to have a policy in place that ensures we get paid on time. Um, and when you think about it, from the point of when someone says, I want to buy your product or service, through to you delivering that product or service, you have leverage over getting paid. Once you've delivered the product or service, then it's in the hands of the customers as to whether they decide to pay you or not. So my, my philosophy is always get paid before you deliver the product or service. Obviously, that's not possible in all cases, but if you do have to offer credit to people, make sure that you have a firm policy and then when um, the payments are overdue, you're on the phone or on the email chasing that payment. So that's just a few little tips there on overcoming those pricing emotions. hope it helps. Time to have a look at one of our uh, um, Harvard Business Review tips. Uh, it's uh, three ways to keep your brain in shape. The notion that we lose, lose brain cells as we age has thankfully been disproved. But to continue to harness your brain power on the job, you need to keep your brain cells in good shape. Here are three ways to make sure your brain stays healthy. Firstly, keep working. Most modern jobs involve multi-layered thinking, problem solving and socializing, all of which are good exercise for the brain. Secondly, seek out new ideas and people. Get out of your thinking comfort zone and search for new ideas people that rattle established brain patterns and challenges you to think in new ways. And thirdly, breathe. Like the heart, the brain needs oxygen and blood flow. The current star in brain science research is exercise. So get up and move around. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at uh, some solutions for your digital Challenge is there, and how important it is for us to now focus on being online with both websites and social media. And we've had a chat about uh, three ways of getting your pricing right. In a moment, Sarah Farley Adams will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to look at lessons from a family business with Danielle Robertson and have some more business and legal news and views that will affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and, as Thomas Edison once said, the value of an idea lies in using it.